Welcome back to a brand new episode of Charm City Beat. The NFL is over, and it's time to talk about a new league. It's a new Let's give a warm welcome back to the XFL. What is it, 2001 again? Like, Dude, holy crap. 20 years. 20 years. <laughs> Just enough. And how many, I don't even have the stat or how many football leagues have tried, you know, to establish themselves since then. But most recently, we know about the Alliance football, which you don't even remember. Yeah, clearly didn't work out that much. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, let's, let's break it down. So with the XFL... Vince McMahon, you know, one of the richest people in entertainment, more notably known for the WWE, um, has decided to pour a bunch of money into a new football league. Not sure exactly. It's not made clear if his intentions are to rival the NFL. But I would assume knowing Vince McMahon, probably. Yeah. yeah. He's bringing the players that used to play in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot of new rules. They emphasize, at least in... All the ads I've seen, all the, you know, videos I've seen in my research, a very faster paced game, you know, less bullshit that I think a lot of NFL fans, you know, are annoyed by, you know. So right out the gates, a couple rules that struck me. Um, the rules say the clock only stops within the two minute warning and on complete passes. But for incomplete passes, this is where it gets interesting. The clock starts when the ref spots the ball in the next play. Now, I'm a big college football fan, and that's. College football is the exact opposite of that. Right, and college football, in my opinion, <laughs> those games last way too long. Oh, my God. I can't tell you how many BYU games I've sat through until like 2 keep, in the morning. Keep people on the edge of their seats. Yeah. Every I mean, play is going to happen yeah. quickly. Yeah, so, I mean, there's rules like that. I know there's a bunch of different rules with kickoffs. I know it sounds like it's going to be a no-huddle league, which, you know, a lot of teams are running a lot of no-huddle with the clock not stopping, but I'm interested to see how they get people on and off the field. That's going to be interesting to me. So for those who don't know, is this an indoor league or is this a It's outdoor. Outdoor league? It's outdoor, 100 yards. Okay. Full field. Wow. Yeah, we're, we're talking a legit league. Now, right now they only have a few teams, but, you know, here at Lit2, we will be supporting the Defenders, D.C. Who would have thought I'd ever be rooting for a D.C. team in football? I wouldn't have, <laughs> but until you get a Baltimore team, there are guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, again, the XFL with the NFL, let's just get that away. The NFL is virtually a monopoly when it comes to professional football. Now, when you get to college, you have D1, D1 AA, D2, D3, and then you even have the JUCO. And usually to get in the NFL, chances are you have to be a standout in the D1. Of course, you have players like, Joe Flacco, who was a D1 AA stud at Delaware, who really shined. And Carson Wentz. Super, Carson Wentz. You know, there, there, there's people out there that do come through D1 AA and even, and it gets really ghostly D2, D3. But yeah. I look at this league because just looking at the DC Defenders roster, which we will get to, this looks like a type of league where a second chance league, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a chance for guys that, you know, maybe made a team as a free agent or as a you know a rock you know one of those roster walk-ons mm -hmm. uh who's on practice squad maybe had a, a cup of cup of coffee with the league yeah kick returner who made one too many fumbles and was kicked off the team it's a chance for redemption it's a chance to show up on you know, on a real field in, in relative prime time on a saturday yeah. and you know i went to a d3 school you know a school that you know you're probably not thinking about going to the nfl if anything 
you're just playing for fun. In any of the sports you're doing in D3, in D2, you're, you're virtually playing because you truly do love the sport. You know, you know there's no future in it, but hey, it's something fun to do while you go to school. But I think this could open up at least a gateway for Division two, Division one school, Division three schools to get some of their players in there. Yeah, because a lot of those guys are as talented, maybe because of grades mm -hmm. or uh, the ability to to get on tape for for scouts, or maybe because they played too late in high school. They ended up going to, to smaller schools, mm -hmm. even though you know the talent was there. And it's tough; it's really tough to make an NFL really squad tough. if you can't get on radars. And obviously, the NFL bets everybody, but it, it's tough yeah. when you're going up against lesser talent. So I think it's an opportunity to show, like, hey, I can play on Sundays and just yeah. give, give me a shot, even if it's a preseason. I know with um, at least D3 schools, school I went to, um, Stevenson, they have one player, Austin, Tennessee. He was a safety. He got invited to the Vikings training camp. Of course, didn't work out. But how many of those invites become draft picks in yep. the XFL? That's exciting. Yeah, probably. They have a draft? I, I, yeah, they actually did have a draft. <laughs> they had a draft actually a few months back, actually, and I remember getting excited for it because I was, was hoping for a lot of BYU guys that you know just didn't make that cut into the NFL to get there. Yeah, I could see like guys like Taysom Hill being like rock stars in that league. Like you know, maybe some players that you know, maybe an Antonio Brown, even if he ever gets his brain right. I don't know. Yeah, probably could you the face of the XFL? Oh my God, the insanity. Like literal insanity. That, see that, <laughs> and to me, if you're Vince McMahon, if you can literally pull a Antonio Brown mm -hmm. onto your, so if he doesn't play next year again, yeah, and it's like, hey, Antonio, come to the DC Defenders, be the face of this franchise. People are going to tune in on Saturdays because if it's anything like wrestling, he's going to be able to say whatever he wants. He's going to be able to yeah. do whatever he wants, and it's a chance for if he balls out. There's a chance team. You know, gives his agent a phone call because yeah. hey, he just saw Antonio Brown go for a buck sixty with four touchdowns. Exactly, <laughs> and and that's the other thing, you know, and that that does kind of scare me too because it's like, all right, think of like if all these teams, let's let's talk Madden for a second. Sure, all these teams are rated like sixty compared to like NFL team, like their rating overall is like a sixty overall. You put like Antonio Brown against like, and you have him lined up against like a corner that went to like a school like I don't know Bowie. He's going to burn the shit out of him every play. He's going to burn the crap out of Marlon Humphrey. He went to Alabama. Yeah. I remember that. I don't. Still sore. Still sore. I, don't, I don't like that. I don't want to talk about that. But nonetheless, I digress. <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, you got someone like Antonio Brown. Or even like a quarterback, for example, Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel, looking for yep. a second chance. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, yeah. I'm sure he, he still wants to play. Huh? He's still the contract. Is he really? For the Broncos. Yeah, he's hurt. That sucks. Damn but, yeah, you get, you get our point. <laughs> you get our point. You know, it's going to be – I'm interested to see a lot of those guys that are going to get a second chance. Now, this isn't cheap. <laughs> this isn't cheap at all. To compete against the NFL, you're going to have to spend some money. You're going to lose some money. At least on the onset. So, reports are coming out. I think an article from Delhi Stark, which I think credited another a radio show, said that Vince McMahon – is spending close to $400 million over the first two and a half years to sort of get this league off the ground. And the hope is that in about two and a half years, if the league is still sustainable, TV contracts might start kicking in like $125 a year, $125 million a year. And so he's hoping after a few years, he'll get back into the, to break even. 
that would, yes. yeah, I mean, and that I think that's the difference between the XFL and the Alliance is Vince McMahon. Those who don't know him, and if you've lived under a rock the last 30, 40 years, Vince McMahon is the CEO of the WWE. He took the WWE from his father's company, you know, in the 80s and made it this larger than life entity after, you know, with WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, Hulk Hogan, The Rock. How many stars have come through that? So you have a guy that has a vision for greatness. Sure. And now he's able to pump new money into a football league. I'm not going to count him out. And it's the XFL. It's yeah. probably the one league other than maybe arena football that I've heard of in my lifetime yeah. mm-hmm. that actually had success, like sustained yeah. success for a short period of time. There's no reason why in this day of age you can't get that back off the ground. There's a ton of guys that could use it in the day of social media and everything to really up their, uh, you know, how much they're made aware yeah. of like, letting people know that they exist. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you know, with the XFL, if they play their cards right and the rules go how I think they're going to go and how the gameplay looks, I think a lot of those disgruntled NFL fans might switch over. I don't – and the thing that's lined up, and I don't want to say switch over because that that's almost like too tall of a mountain for the XFL right. to climb right now. But I think at least in the here and now, you know, with the way it's set up, the XFL literally starts this weekend. You know, the first games are this weekend. The Super Bowl just ended last weekend. So it's like, shit, football's over. Crap, I have to wait like months and months and months. They're filling that gap. They're filling that gap. And yeah. again, a lot of leagues have tried that. I remember there was a European Football League in the early the early to mid-2000s. I remember when I was in high school. Which was the NFL. Yeah, which was the NFL. And, and I wish they hadn't got rid of it. That was a good feeder system, almost like a yeah. minor league. And then you also had the Alliance. And then there was Arena Football. And, you know, we've had some stars come through Arena Football, you know. You had Kurt Warner. Yeah, Kurt Warner um, comes to mind. Who, Tommy, actually, Tommy Maddox came from the XFL, funny enough. Yeah. The true story. It's, it's definitely an opportunity for guys, especially quarterbacks who might be that dual threat, Lamar Jackson type, that mm-hmm. I think NFL coaches are still a little wary about yeah. building an entire program around him. And then he goes, this guy goes, you know, to to an XFL team mm-hmm. and does the same thing that he would do on Sundays, making guys miss in space, making tight throws. And all of a sudden, it's like, let's at least get him on the, a team as exactly. a backup, like a Trace McSorley, that type yeah. of player. Like a guy that played really well in college, mm-hmm. got some looks, maybe got cut by an NFL team, isn't being picked up, chance to at least play, keep everyone, keep himself relevant, essentially. And if you yeah. team up with a, a guy like Antonio Brown, my God. Yeah, I mean, and, and you think about it. Let's let's just take a step back for a second and look at a lot. Like, you got to think, with the NFL, your third-string quarterback, your third-string running back is still significantly better than most other athletes in the world. Oh, yeah. I mean, to get into the NFL, just to get there, do you realize how good you have to be? They're absolute so, monsters. So think about it. Let's, let's, you know what? I'm wearing it on my chest. Let's talk about a Jamal Williams or a Taysom Hill. Jamal Williams, he's not going to start in Green Bay. Mm, I don't no. think he will. I don't think that, honestly, Jamal Williams will start over. Um, what's his name again? I can't remember his name. Green Bay's running back. Whatever. <laughs> um, you know, I don't see Jamal Williams starting. So here's a guy like Jamal Williams who still wants to play, wants to ball out. He would be a superstar in the XFL. He was a monster at BYU. Taysom Hill, with what he can do. But just the difference is, are they going to give Taysom Hill the money he'd get in the NFL? In the NFL? See, Probably that- not. That's a different. So Jamal episode. Williams <laughs> is making already making millions. Yeah, he's already making uh, the million. Taysom Hill, yeah, I don't, six not, figures. I think that's a slight bad example because when yeah. he did in that playoff game, 
He's going to get paid. He's going to get and paid I somewhere. Think he's primed to be put in. The Saints use him really well. I think he could do even more in a playbook. I, I think they're mm-hmm. just starting to hit the top of the iceberg yeah. with that guy. Yeah. So, but I mean, again, you have these players that come from a smaller name. But school. to your point, yeah, the ability they would be superstars. So instead of going the NFL route, of course, every kid's dream that plays football, I want to play in the NFL. Like that's the end game for almost any kid, but that doesn't always happen. Or you're not always going to start, and you're going to ride the bench for years. Why not play in the league? Like and the other thing is, like, say Jamal Williams, you know, three or four years, and he's out, like a Buck Allen. Mm-hmm. It's a chance to keep your career alive a little bit longer. You've been paid, yeah, at least a little bit. You have money to fall back on. You're going to get paid by the XFL, and if you do well enough, you, hey, you may get that phone call and come week 15, week 16. And exactly. You're back on a football team for playoff run. You just lost their second running back or their lead running back. Yep. Now, that's something, you know, I've always, like being a football fan, baseball has always had that, that minor league. Like, oh, man, our first our first baseman got injured. Let's call somebody up real yep, quick. Yep, yep. Football, you can't do that. Football's like, shit, Lamar Jackson goes down. Who do we have? Oh, RG3, shit, good luck. You know? Yeah, it's true. And I think teams do kind of feed off the the scout the scout team. But yeah. the, the, the amount of the talent level is so much it's different between a starter a and a yeah. number two that if you can do just – a little bit to make yourself prove yourself a little bit better than the rest of the starting the backup quarterbacks out there. You'll get a job. Yeah, exactly. Office. Now, I'm not, I don't want to count it again. I don't want to count the XFL out, and I don't want to say, oh, there'll just be a feeder system because who knows? In five years, when TV deals change and yep. with the way media is going, we could be saying this is a rival football league. We don't know, but like right now, it's very exciting. I'm you know, I've been following for the last two years since it's been developing, since it was announced, and I was really excited. And I know they're starting with only a few teams, and they're probably planning to expand later. But specifically, we talk about the D.C. defenders around here. Yes, yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Yeah, so first game versus the Seattle Dragons at 2 p.m. Saturday at Audi Field in D.C. So, again, rooting on a D.C. team that actually has a stadium in D.C. All right. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? You know, let's start by the players to watch. So right out the gates, their quarterback, Cardell Jones. Remember him. For those of you that don't remember him, he went to Ohio State, started for Ohio State in the national championship and was drafted by the Bills in 2016 in the fourth round. He played for the Chargers and the Seahawks. He brings experience. He's played in the NFL. He's played at that level at least to some degree. Yeah. Yeah, He's a great – yeah. Why not build a franchise around them? This is probably the same amount of talent you might get in a, in a Big Ten. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, and then next up, the running back, Donnell Pumphrey, was the all-time leader in rushing yards in NCAA Division I FBS history for San Diego State. We're not talking about people that, you know, oh, put up a couple of few good games. Like, we're talking like ballers. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, Cardell Jones made the best of his opportunity playing in a national championship. Donnell Pumphrey, a rushing God in Division One AA, you know? And then there's also wide receiver Ross Rashad, who played for his Arizona State. Former Panther. Has, has NFL, you know, experience. And this is a funny one. Matt Elam, former 2013 first-round pick out of Florida, Florida Ravens, and was eventually cut. Even he's here. Yeah, it's uh, – I'm excited to see him play, honestly. To see I, I am Just interested. Out of, like – Memory lane. Yeah, exactly. And and <laughs> he, another, he was not very good for the Ravens. He wasn't. <laughs> um, very. And they had so much hope for him. 
I it's, remember, it's so sad. I remember, his, I remember his death guy too, because he was at training yep. camp a few years ago. I remember him very well because he played for BYU, and I watched him. Double whammy. DeAndre Wesley. He's probably probably the best right tackle in the entire league. Yeah, I, mean, I, he, I he dare made say. The team yeah, he was on. Ago. He was on the Ravens for years. Yeah, so, like he was there for a little bit. I remember him for a couple of years. He's a, he's a, he's a legit NFL former NFL players. A lot of them. That they were definitely college stars that yeah. you were talking about on draft day a little bit. Exactly. I mean, Matt Elam was a first round draft. Matt pick, Elam, American. Yeah, in Florida. Of all schools, like you're not talking like some small name school. You're talking about Florida. It's a Gator. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, like, I'm excited about it. I mean, obviously not that excited because Matt Elam, but yeah, I think I think as Raven fans, we're a excited about the, but the he's a big too. fish in a small yeah. pond now, and I think it's 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 a chance for you can see some good football. Actually. Will I? Will do I expect to see Matt Elam suit up in the NFL again? I don't know. Probably not. Probably I think not. this is where he stays, and he's going to be a superstar there if he plays his but cards. It's right. a chance to it's it's a chance to play in a very competitive mm-hmm. league. It's not like you can play pickup saw. It's it's, no. it's if you want to play tackle football against legitimate players, there's not really many avenues. And this is a chance for any player that's been either out in the league or yep. had his cup of tea or wasn't quite good enough then to make it or played a position a quarterback where it's really tough to make an NFL team. Yeah, it's a chance. It's a chance to you know maybe one last ride, maybe yeah. a chance to get back in the NFL, maybe a chance. to... Because I guarantee you there will be NFL scouts at these football games. No question. It's literally like a combine for a lot of these guys. I think I think here's the thing. I think a, a few scouts might be a little hesitant. I think even the media to a degree, because even I was saying, you know, before you, I watched ESPN and Fox Sports went all day. The only thing I really saw of, of the XFL was on Fox Sports, and that's because they had the little blurb. And there's a contract with the WWE. There's a big money contract between World Wrestling Entertainment and Fox right now. I think it's early, I think, but I think as soon as you get that 95-yard Hail Mary pass for a touchdown, you get the juking of Cardell Jones. Get the highlights out there. Matt Elam hitting somebody really hard across the middle, Mm -hmm. where I guarantee you the flags aren't as peripheral as the NFL. Yeah, You're going to get top 10 plays on ESPN. You're going to get interviews with guys like Vince McMahon, guys like DeAndre Wesley. I mean, if if they get any type of superstar from the NFL, Mm Any type of player, like if Kareem Hunt, not Kareem Hunt. Yeah, he's not going to the NFL. <laughs> yeah, Kareem Hunt, right? Yeah. The Browns. Oh, yeah. Kareem he could very well end he up could. in the XFL if he, if he continues down his path to crime. But it's like, <laughs> it's like, like any player like that. Like that longest yard. Messes up. I mean, <laughs> who's the player from the Browns that got nailed for weed for like the fourth time? Oh, uh, the I know you're about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon would be a superstar yeah. in the XFL. And all it would take, I mean, the NFL would have to lift his band, but. A player like that, a couple games, mm-hmm. he had 100 yards receiving, and he's making plays on. I mean, these guys don't make, you know, replay in the NFL. No. It's backup. But if you're suddenly getting on people's television screens, on people are going to see you. Like, yeah. here's the thing. And I've said this about college football. I've said this a million one times. I enjoy watching college football because, in my mind, yes, the NFL is playing at a much higher level. But in college, you're fighting to get somewhere. Yeah. These guys in the XFL, yes, they're going to love being the face of these new franchises. They're going to love being trying to be these new household names in a no-name league that people haven't aren't really tuning in yet. But they're going to be grinding yep. so hard that I feel like the level of competition is going to be there. I mean, I thought that it was going to happen in the Alliance, and I, I'm not saying it didn't because I think the Alliance had a few, you know, I just... I don't even know how to describe the Alliance, and that could be a separate video in itself. But 
I feel like the marketing wasn't there. I, yeah. Money obviously wasn't there. That's the difference, I think. And the thing is, you're talking about a Vince McMahon product. And at least in the 30 years I've been alive, Vince McMahon, every day he's done, no matter how little people watch WD, it's still making He's millions. a savvy businessman. And I think he knows what he's going to do. And, and he has ideas of how to make this league relevant. And exactly. it does come, ultimately, it comes down to the superstar. If you can get two or three guys mm -hmm. that will make... That will move the needle. People will tune in to see Johnny Manziel throw a football. Yeah. People will tune in to see Antonio Brown. People will tune in to see any of these guys play. Yeah. Um, I mean, Rashad Perriman, if he doesn't, you know, those kind of guys that fringe guys in the NFL. I think he's still in the NFL. He's still actually yeah, now, yeah but he was actually actually blew up. Oh, he's former Ravens. Bucks, but yeah. he, <laughs> there's a chance that any anybody that sort of fell out of mm -hmm. favor in the NFL. That household name, like a Tim Tebow, for instance, if it was ten a years Tim ago. Tim Tebow, yeah, ten years ago, Tim Tebow would be a superstar in this. And that's that's honestly what they'll do. There's a ton of guys that they can get from. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I, I, I'm gonna pay very close attention to this league, and I think we all should because, again, I'm curious with the gameplay, and then how that ties in with the draft. You know, I'm interested when they draft number one, because the NFL has April a lot with the draft. How's that? I guess it would be like maybe a summertime draft or something like that, maybe. Yeah, I can't be, imagine it be after yeah. the NFL. It's a, yeah, I don't know, but because that's the thing. Against the NFL me. has to be slightly worried about this because all of a sudden the XFL is going to be taking players that otherwise would be getting on the NFL teams potentially. I yeah. still think if you're a player, you'd rather be on a, a scout team for the NFL than potentially the XFL, unless you think that showcasing your skills on Saturdays mm -hmm. would bring you. But the thing is, the league's the season takes place before the draft, so by the time the draft happens, the season's yeah. And that, that's what's going to be really interesting. And like I said, we're going to be doing a lot more research. Like I said, we're going to be covering them a lot this season because I'm truly interested to see what the XFL can do round two. Yeah. I mean, again, you have a lot of money being poured into this. That, And like you said, this man's a very smart businessman. I don't believe he would do something, you know, lightheartedly. I'm pretty sure he's all in with this. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're... If you're willing to lose, willingly, you know, going to lose $400 million, yep. I don't care how much money you're worth. That's an astronomical amount of money. You're saying that we're in it for the long haul. Let's hope for the best. So, you know, that does it for our episode. We're going to be covering the DC Defenders and the XFL all this spring and we're gonna see where it goes. We're excited for a new local team. Hopefully to bring Baltimore and D.C. together until Baltimore gets their own team. I'm hoping for it. But thank you for tuning in. As for Jordan and myself, don't forget to like and subscribe. And whether you're listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube, take care and have a good night. See you next time. Go Defenders.